everyone. Dave DeBow here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in all the way from Tennessee, we've got Mr. Greg Scully. And Greg is a full-time real estate entrepreneur. He's a syndicator. He focuses on multifamily properties. And today we're going to have a great conversation talking about a little bit to do with everything, but also how Greg transitioned into real estate investing full-time. So welcome. Thank you, Dave. Pleasure to be here. Appreciate taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, my pleasure. So Greg, let's let's start off the top here. What is it that you focus on primarily and why does that float your boat? We buy apartments and we flip houses is our super quick introduction to that type of question. So yeah, we are focused on multifamily here in Tennessee and, and kind of the surrounding area largely for the cash flow side of it. And then the flipping houses is more transactional to help fill some of the gaps until that cash flow system builds up, which does take some time. So that's the combination. Yeah, well, that's, that's an, what would you suggest? Like how many, how many flips do you guys, because not just yourself, you work a business partner on this as well. Yep. Right? How many flips do you guys do a year on average for your take? Not a lot. I two to three is kind of the average. We're trying to do fewer flips at higher margins. Mm-hmm. You know, as we're finding getting into the the asset management side of the multifamily, it is pretty time consuming. So we don't have quite the capacity or quite frankly the infrastructure to do much more than that anyway. So that seems to be a good fit for us for for time and resources availability type look. So when it comes to multifamily, what what size of properties are you guys looking at these days? We are looking in you know the triple digit plus unit counts. Most of our career has been in the thirty to sixty eight is the largest unit count that we currently own. Kind of been taking what the market has been giving us. Some of those are joint ventures, which allows for a little more flexibility. We have three syndications, one of which is full cycle, the other one we're, we're just ramping up right now in the acquisition stage. So forward looking for scale, we feel like we've kind of plateaued realizing some of the limitations of of these quote unquote smaller properties and are looking to scale up into the, the larger businesses. I mean, we consider these just buying businesses. Mm-hmm. And so do you distinguish between joint ventures and syndication and what's the difference? Uh, how would you how would you describe the difference there? The joint ventures is uh, just a smaller group of people that get together and buy something collectively. They all have somewhat of an active role, whereas a syndication, there's a sponsorship group that finds, executes the closing of the property and continues to run it. They also invest alongside what our limited partners are generally, they are a passive investor. So they are leveraging your skills and knowledge and your ability to define and close deals and run them properly and reaping the benefits by getting whatever it is, six to 8% pref and a portion of the upside. So Greg, what size of deals do you think it, it makes sense to work with joint venture partners on versus starting to scale up and syndicate? Yeah, you know, it can be, it's hard to peg things down into a size as for number of units, because there's so many other variables about purchase price and NOI and things like that. In terms of use of resources, again, 
there's there's additional costs to syndications. There's additional time in terms of regulation and and reporting. Mm-hmm. So you know, having enough free cash flow to to satisfy that 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 extra time the cost for the smaller deals get disproportionate to the returns when so you're I guess under, I guess yeah. in your in your case with your portfolio what size kind of properties did you do JVs with and when did you start syndicating they were JVs are all under like 2 to 3 million dollar purchase price anything above you know 3 million tends to support a syndication all right very good and what's so let's say you've got a two or $3 million deal, what's kind of your ideal number of JV partners? Are you you of the mind that fewer is better or or what are your thoughts there? I am of the mind that that fewer is better. You know, if you can keep it under six, fantastic. That would be my sweet spot. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Now, taking a look at getting into syndications, let's say you've got a property that's over, over the $3 million mark there. And I know this is going to vary from place to place and state to state and all that kind of stuff. But just to give people kind of an idea, what are we looking at as far as costs are concerned to make sure that everything's set up properly, you're compliant, all that kind of good stuff? There's a lot more costs on the front end in the acquisition stage, largely tied to the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission's element of properly structuring the deal using a PPM through a, a securities attorney. The ongoing costs really aren't that much more. You'll have recurring costs related to reporting to whatever secretary of state that you yourself and your investors are in. Mm-hmm. But most of the most of the additional costs are front loaded at the acquisition stage. Wow, that's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's run out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals, and I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code PODCAST. That's right, discount code PODCAST at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. And what is that kind of, I know it's all over the board, but what, what would be like on the low end of what something like that would cost to set up? In the- uh, we usually put for acquisitions costs related to a syndication, 20 grand, basically. And that's all for legal. Mm-hmm. Whereas a joint venture, you just need a purchase sale agreement written up by attorney. You might be into that for four or five grand, which is what we're seeing at our market. So yeah, it's a, not an insignificant amount yeah, of additional sure. costs. Yeah, so 20000 then it can go up significantly. Yeah, it can go up significantly depending on the complexity of your, of your structure. All right, so very cool. So, Greg, let's say we're, we're setting up a syndication. Now the next question is, how the heck do we get those investors on board? And 
what should the minimum investment amount be and and all that kind of stuff. So what did you guys do when you were first starting to syndicate and try and find investor partners? What did you find that worked best? We came up in education platforms. We often come along with a, with a pretty tightly network. So that is uh, largely where our initial investor base came from, was just through relationships. Um, so, so when you say a platform, does that mean you were speaking at real estate investment clubs? Or and, uh, we do that as well, uh, but we came up in an education platform as in we paid for our education to ramp up and accelerate our growth in this business. So, you know, you, there's there's Jake and Gino, there's Michael Blanc, there's Rod Cleef, there's, you know, many programs out there we happen to be in part of. Uh, one or two of them. And that's where our network of like-minded people really started to come from. So, you know, and depending upon what you're doing, there's different exemptions that you can get 506C and 506B. Won't get totally into that, but this is more friends and family type syndications. These so are because, that- because you're all part of the same group, then that that qualifies these folks that they, they can invest with you. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but do you find that in these kind of groups, you've got some folks like you and your partner that are actively doing it, and then you've got some other folks that aren't quite as active, but they're learning about it, so they, they've they drunk the Kool-Aid, they believe in the yep. whole process, they just aren't ready to pull the trigger themselves? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It runs the gamut. Some people are trying to do it full-time like, like we are now. Some people are extremely interested in the asset class, but also want to have a very good understanding of, of how the things work, how they're put together, how the underwriting works. And then, you know, once they satisfy that, that need to, to know how things work, then they're more satisfied to place their money in the hands of other people. So it kind of runs the gamut. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. That's a smart way to do it. What was I going to ask you there? Greg? So typically for when, when you're first starting with syndications, what would, what was the minimum amount that you were looking for from any particular investor? We landed on 50K. The reason being is you don't want to take somebody's last bit of savings and tie it up into a single project. And also it tends to be anecdotally, at least people that are investing smaller amounts may have more limited means to begin with and might carry more anxiety and stress and maybe That's a very polite way of saying they can be a massive pain in the ass is that what i'm reading uh, yeah they can be a little more yeah. they could be a little more worried because more of 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 what they have as assets is at stake yeah so, so that, that build, seems to be the sweet spot yeah. Aunt Hilda spent her entire life saving up $15,000 and she she puts it in your investment and then she's watching the news and CNN and everything about the economy and the market and all that kind of stuff. And she's freaking out anytime she hears some some bad news and, and calling you up. That's, that's yeah. And, and ultimately, you know, be perfectly frank. These are investments. There is risk. You know, you could lose all your capital. That's right. And their PPM, you know, that, you know, private placement random. You know, there has to be some acknowledgement of risk and you have to be comfortable with the hopefully extremely rare event that you could lose some or all of your capital. And you would hate for that capital to be the only thing that somebody is counting on. Right, right. 
Very, very interesting. Okay, so that's how you kind of got started. I know since then, you and your partner have started a podcast. You created your own yep. platform. I had the, the pleasure of being on your show not that long ago. Yep, thank how you for is that. that. How has that affected and impacted your capital raising and, and finding investment? It's just been a great avenue. I like these longer conversations as opposed to you know popping in and out of social media. So this lends a lot more to to my personality. I enjoy talking about this. And that's it's a great way for people to to get to know you either through listening to a podcast or coming to one of our meetups. You know, you you can just get much more granular with questions and Things are this way, things are that way. And through those kind of conversations, you can build a trust with each other. And you can also very quickly say, maybe I don't want to work with this person or somebody doesn't want to work with me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people will work with you in business when they like, know, and trust you. And, you know, these opportunities to get together and have conversations in person, if possible. Of course, that's getting a lot easier to do now but also online that has certainly become more of the norm. Yeah. So right. yeah, we have definitely gotten relationships, long-term relationships through, through those kind of networking events. Fantastic. So Greg, time flies when we're having fun. That's for sure. It does. Right? <laughs> so if people want to find out more about you and, and what you're up to, your wonderful podcasts and, what you and your partner do real estate-wise, what should they do? Uh, the best spot to go is our website, realwealth.solutions. There is no .com. It is realwealth.solutions. There's links to our podcast there. You can find what we're doing with the meetup. If you're ever in East Tennessee, please come see us in person or, or join us online. And then you can also just uh, contact form, reach out to us directly get on our newsletter list. If you want to learn more about Central and Eastern Tennessee markets, that's probably the best way. A little more informally, I'm somewhat active on LinkedIn, trying to get better at that. So you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Fantastic. Well, Greg, thank you very much. I appreciate you kind of explaining the ABCs of getting started with the syndications. I appreciate it, Dave. Good talk to you, man. All right, everybody. Take care. See you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, hey there, thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, Investor attractionbook.com. Take care.